snap. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. Excited to hang out with not just Chad Higgins today, hanging out with some new friends. We're actually live in Houston. We're, in, were there other... <laughs> We got watchers. We got watchers in the room today. Watchers on the wall. Uh, hanging out with some friends here in Houston. Part of our Essentials Roadshow event in South Texas. Uh, Tony Bianco from Houston's First, hanging out with us, hosting us today. So, Tony, thanks for having us. And then uh, Sean Nelson, new hey. friend here in Houston, man. How are yeah. things going, dude? Good, man. Good, good. Good to have you guys with us. So, uh, Chad, uh, we're recording this before the big game. I have to say that this is probably coming out after though. After the big game, the game, the the, the you know, so People we can take predictions. Know what happened? They know. They know I what happened. You guys like won. a Bengals fan or something? Well, no, you're not going to put that on me. <laughs> no, no, man. <laughs> Can't put you in the box. I, I, okay. So I'll be honest. That's you, Chad. That's you. This That's you. may. I don't know how it's going to set in Houston. So I'm a Patriots fan. Mm, yeah. yeah, I heard some of the room grumble yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I just lost <laughs> the, the crowd. The room's a little yeah. bit closer. We're on the windback campaign now. <laughs> You're closer to Tiger King country, you oh, know, with, with Joe B, yeah. the Tiger King. See, I do live in Oklahoma. That, that is that, They gave him that name prematurely. They did, they did, but <laughs> they didn't know. So I got a question. Okay. The, the big game coming up is the most, it's really the most important part of that whole scenario. If you had to, if you had to tell me favorite Super Bowl snack, mm. Ooh. well, favorite or best? What do you mean? Why would those not be the <laughs> yeah, same? The why would you, why would you the choose the favorite that's worse? It's not the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I like, but other people like it. You're better. Like, well, okay, well, well, favorite nachos. You leave bagel bites yeah. out of this. <laughs> best is carrots. <laughs> Vegan and keto, right, yeah. no yeah, that's Super Bowl, I mean, bro. Yeah, not for that. All right, so I want I want to hear from I want to hear from you guys. What favorite best favorite best favorite best? <laughs> I don't know why are you why are you on that still? <laughs> favorite. favorite? What best. is your favorite? Tell me what uh, you yeah, for me it's it's got to be just some any dip. Like okay. the dip itself. Well, like just having a dip to be able to go back to yeah. kind of over yeah. and over because a wing is great and, and there's a place for a buffalo ah, wing, but. It goes away. A dip is, is something you can <laughs> graze. Enduring, is eternal. You can graze the graze, on, yeah. on a The graze dip. factor is important. It's a multiplier for That's sure. Right. How do for you sure. feel about the seven layer? Oh, you I'm know, out. I can't. Me too. I even grew up in the Midwest, and I can't do the seven layer. Too, too many textures. Yeah, to me, it's too bro. many textures <laughs> in the seven layer, bro. And it's cold, and it's yeah, hot. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, Interpretations yeah, nah. of the seven layers. There's no consistency, so yeah, you don't not, know what you're getting. There's not a yeah. uniformity across the seven dip. layers. No. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. feel like seven layer dip. Somebody's just trying to clean out the cupboard. They're like, what are we going to do? Like shepherd's pie? It's the shepherd's pie and dips. Look, my favorite, I'm going to go with like anything with protein so i'm chicken grill okay. so i okay. can eat on that the whole sunday you feel know? good about it yeah i just yeah. text my wife like hey are we doing barbecue or because we have fajitas today thank yeah. you guys yeah, yeah thanks first baptist um i just text my wife are we doing fajitas or, bar- or barbecue and she's like that's a good question so i like having you know an unending unending supply of brisket okay. or fajita. Oh, there okay. you go some Golly. good meats all right chad you, you you asked the question okay so I, I've thought about this. <laughs> I think you've thought about this more than the other question we were going to ask. I'll be honest. I haven't been here half the day. I've just been thinking about researching. You've been up here talking for who knows how long. Too long. And I've been here. Uh, pigs in a blanket. 
I'm going mini sausages wrapped in crescent mini. roll. <laughs> okay. Because here's why. Okay. You've got multiple options. Could I dunk them in cheese dip? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A little uh, mustard bath. I can pop them. You know what I mean? <laughs> stress eat them. You right. Stress if I'm frustrated. Stress eat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. dude, little pigs in a blanket. I like man. that. Okay. okay. Well, carbs will make you sleepy, though, man. You won't. You'll miss the third quarter. That's fine. I, I'm not there for the game. <laughs> there for the food yeah, and yeah, the commercial. He was there for the recliner Listen. nap. Yeah, that yeah. was it. I don't. I don't need to see the end of this. This is fine. Oh well. Well, we hope whoever won the big game won so in an exciting and decided thing after probably one of arguably the most exciting postseasons in professional football. Are you not so, going to tell us your favorite? I already told you before the show, and I got made fun of so harshly. I'm afraid to say it on. Say it again. <laughs> bagel bites. I like a good bagel bite. Bagel bite. It's 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 pre-bought. There's no thought. (laughs) Just only regret. Like you just just pop them in. Makes me think of my childhood. Yeah, I was about to say. There is a memory that every person in this room has with bagel bites. (laughs) bites. I said it. You you thought. What was the uh, pizza one? The pizza roll. Oh, little totinos. Yeah, that's where it went. Pizza crust. Burn your mouth if it's too hot. That's right. Still frozen on the corners. Favorite versus best. I was trying to set this up. I just feel like bagel bites ought to be like seventh grade. Sleepover with Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it's a particular memory. It's a particular memory right. for me. It's the, the Super Bowl. So, I like it. Well, we did have our friends here today, and we wanted to follow up a little bit on some of the things that we were talking about, both at lunch and then also in our last session today. So, Essentials, we're talking about healthy student ministry, some of the principles and practices. And so, for our last session, we had talked about. Uh, the necessity of incorporating or making space for silence. And so, Sean, we talked at lunch today uh, a little bit of kind of a career trajectory path for you of church stuff and then some some sales stuff outside of church and back into church. And I think you set up maybe a little bit of the thing that some folks have felt in ministry, especially in kind of this like COVID, like, awakening, shakening, a feeling like we were always just selling stuff. And so I I would love to maybe rehash that conversation with you a little bit here, see what Tony and Chad think about it, but just some of those things that you were feeling in a life in ministry where it felt like we were just trying to book out the next event. Yeah. um, I think that was my transition from sales back back into ministry. I was in ministry for a while and then got into sales and then in ministry again. And so uh, in sales, one of the things was at the end of the month, the last three the last three days of the month are the most crucial for your next month and closing out that month. And so people just became quota fillers. Like, if you were not fulfilling my quota, get out of my office, yeah. you know, somewhat. Um, from the sales guys to members of the gym and whatever it was. And so when I got into ministry, I didn't want that feeling again. I didn't want to feel like a sales guy yeah. getting into ministry, man. Feel camp or bust. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so I didn't want to feel like that. And so one of the ways was just dealing just staying in the in in the presence of what made me successful in sales was relationships. It was about relationships, man. And so really getting back into ministry, that was a goal for me is to get to know people outside of the marriage class, get to know yeah. people outside of being a volunteer for me and whatever it might be. And getting to know them was just hanging out. Mm. <laughs> like hanging out, not Bible study, not hey, what can I pray for you for? Mm. Just what where are you from? Yeah. You know, how'd you get to Texas? Yeah. You know? sure. Yeah, I would say, you know, I think a lot of that drive of that that sales kind of idea of f- 
filling our events or filling seats. You know, a lot of that is because numbers are easy to count and numbers yeah. are really easy for, you know, us in ministry to feel good or to call it successful. And I think that's just a challenge for us as we look look at a, into our ministries and at different events is what is the win? Yeah. You know, and so if the win is to have, you know, one kid saved, like yeah. that's that's it. Like, I don't care if there was, yeah. you know, 500 people here, but if that was the win, that's the win. And so doing a little bit better of a job, I think on the front end, identifying what that win would be for us yeah. and yeah. then be able to strive that way. Yeah. Cause if we don't, right. Like if we don't identify what that is, I think for ourselves, right. I mean, not only our leaders and our own leadership, but like being able to identify what, what is good ministry, what is faithful ministry. If we haven't done that, from the beginning, right? We're we're just gonna we're gonna chase what feels good, yeah. Right, um, and often that is a large room, right? It's chase like, the win where we can find it, like, right? Really well, chasing the wind it, for the win. It feels yeah. good, right? Yeah. Like pe- people are gonna come back next week. Yeah. These kind of things that I think can start in a very healthy place, right? right? It's like we want people in the church, we want them to hear the good news of the gospel, those kind of things. But if we're not defining like. What is faithfulness? What is obedience? Like, what is the Lord called us to? It's real easy to get distracted, right? Like, we yeah. become the moth and the light of the, you know, the porch light that we just kind of chase after. Yeah. Well, one of the things we wanted to talk about, though, is I think some of the feelings that may be associated with uh, that. And I think one of the things that, Tony, you said, right, is we, we want to feel like we're winning. I think that's one of the things in ministry that makes it such a unique kind of vocation or proposition for work is that it's not always clearly defined for a sales world like quota. Like, I mean, right or wrong, that's what it yeah, is. In yeah. ministry, it feels like a change in senior leadership or a change in location could be a redefinition of what feels like the win in ministry. So is it maybe worth having the conversation about kind of talking through what some of those things are or why we feel that way? Like, Chad, help us set up a little bit, like, for folks that are in the room today and listening to this podcast, like, how can we go out from this place not always feeling defeated? The line you shared at the session today is that every good sports team knows how to win at home. Mm. So you told us in parent ministry, we have to help parents win at home. But for every good minister, they should be able to win at home, on the turf, at church. Like, what? what so what does that mean? What do we begin to think through of a language of winning that doesn't just feel like we're chasing momentum or like chasing down a high of a feeling. Sure. So uh, to go back to what we were chatting about just a moment ago, let, let's think through like our mission, our vision for our, our specific church. I, I think you've got to narrow that down and really understand like, what am I trying to do? I think for a lot of churches, it is to make disciples, right. Or, or something along those lines or, be evangelistic, whatever that may be. Um, I think being able to identify that in your student ministry and be able to answer, like, how do we actually effectively do that? Then you're able to know what to do. And so if our goal is to make disciples and we understand to make disciples, we have to be evangelistic. uh, And then we're going to maybe, maybe we want to see some spiritual disciplines, those type of things then we're able to start to identify, okay, this event that we're doing camp is the first part of our discipleship process of evangelism. And so for us to be successful at camp, 
maybe we we want to effectively share the gospel five times. That's our goal, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I even think an outcome or a goal like that is not dependent on things that we can't control, right? Sure. Like what we can't control. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you can faithfully share the gospel, clearly share the gospel, and maybe no one raises their hand. Was it a failure? I don't think so, yeah. right? If you if you did it in a way that is clear to your purpose, effective, like you can evaluate all those things mm-hmm. and to be able to look at it and go, okay, maybe next time, maybe next time we spend more time in prayer, whatever that may be. And not that we're just chasing some arbitrary outcome, but we're looking at the effectiveness of going, okay, we wanted to do this. We accomplished this. We're going to be proud of this. Um, and I think there's some fairness of looking at things like numbers and things like that as well, that I think should be, should be part of the process. But I think if it's the only part of the process, we will always feel like Mm -hmm. it's good. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, ministry is hard to measure a lot of times. And so you kind of have to put some things in place, I think, to be able to do some of that, you know, evaluation really. Um, and numbers do have, have a, a, a meaning to some extent, but I think some of it is, you know, the heart behind those numbers, like you were saying, Chad, is, you know, if your heart is just to fill the room, uh, it could be better, you know? Um, but if, if, you know, because you are going to present the gospel, you want to make sure the room has as many lost kids in it as possible. Sure. Well, then that's a great reason mm, to fill yeah, the room, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, that sounds different you, when you said it that way. Yeah, right? yeah. And where do you get those lost kids from? It ain't church. That's right. right you know? That's right. That's so good because the then house. you got to think through, like, if, if our goal is for evangelism, right? Yeah. And you're looking around to your students and you're like, I've been at every one of these kids' baptisms. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. then you've got to figure out how do we go get lost kids? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of that too is, you know, a lot of times we as, as, as leaders have to, have to look at wins a little bit different than maybe the rest of the church does. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe your, your adult ministry, you know, really looks at that LBS, that life Bible study, that Sunday school number, <laughs> and that's their thing, you know, that's but for got. us, it's, you know, Hey, we had, you know, a student that never prays opt in to pray for the group mm. today. Like, yeah. let's celebrate that. Kevin like, stood up and prayed for that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, that's a win. And that's saying that there's some discipleship, there's some growth happening in that kid's life. And that's that's something to celebrate. And that can right. be part of that evaluation. And it's something to promote. Um, I, there was a church that I know that online, they have one of their tabs. I think all of our churches have on their tabs, welcome, you're, yeah. I'm new here, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure, sure. our mission, <laughs> vision, staff. staff yeah, yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> that about is always dangerous because you can get into so you can get into you know all your the- theology and all that. But one church had uh, a tab that says stories of transformations. Okay. Oh, and so good. on that tab, there's just a t- probably about 100 plus videos Amazing of people. them promoting the transformation that has happened through different groups, through different small group experiences, camp, whatever it might be, they have a tab that says stories of transformation. I think that was something we said today um, in talking about good groups, the analogy. And one of them was to talk about and write down the transformation that happens. And I've always tried to, what is the metric in ministry? How do you measure ministry? How do you measure measure it? (laughs) It's transformation. Mm. If you look at the scriptures, you go Saul to Paul. 
it's transformation. You right. go look at the disciples, teenage boys, yeah. tax collector, Zacchaeus, he's stealing money from the church and he Jesus spends the night with him. And now he's giving money away. And now he's yeah. giving. How does that happen? Yeah. Transformation. And so the Bible is just full of stories of transformation. And so for me, one of the things I want to get to is to communicate that change. How do we yeah. how do we continue to communicate that change on IG? on TikTok, on our web pages, on our YouTube channels, whatever it might be, how do we communicate that kids are being transformed in ministry? How do how does every part of our ministry come alongside that end goal? And that's what I've been I, I get to work on as the new guy. I just got to my church, but one of the things I'm working on is how does everything we do, choir, dance, yeah. all the ancillary ministries we have, how does it how does it come along the side the goal of we want every kid in here transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ and through relationships. And that anthology of stories is very different than a spreadsheet. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's something to that collection of witness mm. versus cells on a spreadsheet yeah. that I think is yeah. really important to know. Because you've got to fill it with something, right? We've got to have something to say and accounting for the time and the resources spent. And so in the last little bit of our time, Chad, I'd love to kind of pick at like why we don't always see that you were really clear in your in your talk today on parent stuff that sometimes we get boxed in and boxed up uh, for our booster members a couple seasons ago we had talked a lot about the way in which we relate to other folks of not kind of seeing them in the box but being able to see them for who they are what's the encouragement that you guys would give leaders that are feeling really boxed up by somebody else's expectations uh, so they can't maybe speak as truthfully or honestly as they want. If they feel like I, I have to, man, Tony, what you said is great. Sean, I, I would love to do that, but I got a boss breathing down my neck. How, how, do, how do I find a way to step back? I mean, you guys both served in churches that are large and probably have certain expectations yeah. on you for that. So how, how do we find the space, the distance to go? Mm. You want it first? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say quit. <laughs> no. no, don't do that. Don't no. do that. Don't do that. Stay in stay in that in the mess and in the in the struggle, but um I think uh, we said something earlier. We talked about influence and understanding that you have influence um uh, and then using that but being consistent that this part matters. This yeah. matters um whether so that we can get away from numbers. If you have a church or uh, maybe there's a boss that's saying, "Hey, you don't have enough kids coming to XYZ." Um, and you're saying it's not about the number. You have to model that your influence is bigger than the number. And that has to be yeah. something that's consistent. If you haven't been consistent showing transformation without numbers, then that's why they want numbers. Mm -hmm. They want numbers because you haven't been consistent proving that this is quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's we got to change to say that quality matters. But you have to be a person of quality. You, you know, show you got to show it. Absolutely. And they got to believe that when you say it, it's not just you trying to change the swim upstream. Right. It's actually mm -hmm. something that you believe in and will help us grow as a church. You're not trying to find a way to not do your job. Right, right, right. This, right. Is, a, this right. is a better right. way. Right. Well, yeah. you're, you're, you're building trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's got to start from there. Like, if you're the new guy and you walk in and you're like, I'm not going to be about numbers. <laughs> right. I, I don't believe in I don't numbers. believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because for, for your favorite best, it's his favorite best. <laughs> for your boss or the senior pastor, they may not necessarily fully care about numbers, but the same way that we're talking about 
who are the people in the room, right. it's hard to determine whether or not it was successful. Mm-hmm. For your leadership that's not in the room, that's yeah. not there every Wednesday night, that doesn't get to see transformation, all these kind of things, if you're not creating ways to tell those stories, that's right. make that visible, yeah. then your senior leadership only has this is what they're 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 blind perspective and so is reality they yeah. only yeah, see yeah, yeah. they only see the check-in numbers yeah and if we're all or hear really, the complaints or hear yeah, the complaints yeah. checking the complaints is all they have yeah. that's because let's be honest there's not a lot of people that are like gung-ho happy that are like i need to go talk to that guy's boss yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not usually <laughs> this isn't a progressive commercial <laughs> like <laughs> we're not happens, our parents yeah they they hear the complaints yeah um, and if all they hear is the complaint and the low it's painting number, a picture, yeah, they don't know anything. Yeah. And so I think there's a process of building trust that I think not only starts with action on the field, but conversation, conversation. I yeah, think for, for most of us, for most of us, not all, but for most of us, I think we do have leaders in the church that want what we're talking about sure. the same level. We're talking about it. But have we built the trust that they go, you know what? They are going after quality. Yeah. They are being faithful. I, you know, I got their right. back, support them. And I think that takes seasons mm-hmm. where we understand the expectation they have. Mm-hmm. We meet that. And then we're having conversations yeah. together of this is where we're going. This is what we're running after. And over time, they have our back and we have their back. Right. And I think that that's really, really. And there's no greater season than right now, post, yeah. I want to say post pandemic. We're still in it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But there's been no greater season to have these types of conversations of sure. what was and what can be. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. You know, not, not dismissing what was, but saying, hey, what can be? Everybody well, shook up. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And any anytime you have kind of a, a new or, you know, radical idea of, you know, not counting numbers and that being successful. It's radical. Um, Yeah. Um, (laughs) For some it would be, you know, but anytime you do anything like that, there's going to have to be a lot of intentionality and Mm -hmm. a lot of kind of educating of your own people, your own leaders, your own volunteers, your own parents of, you know, and and you do that by, yes, having some of those meetings, but also just, again, we've talked about it, but how you celebrate. If you start celebrating more of that transformation, you start celebrating some other things other than the, 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 the number count you're going to see and your people are going to start to understand there's there is action and there is there is life in the student ministry because a lot of times people assume low numbers no life that's right, right. That's right. right. And, yeah, right. but that's not the case if we can show and share yeah. really what's happening uh, in well the and i think another thing that has to do with the number is adequately caring for the people that are there it's mm-hmm. good uh, i think a lot of times with student ministry on our end, you know, we have our group of students that's there, there on a Wednesday night. Our senior leadership may be seeing a handful or a good amount of students that their parents are plugged in on a Sunday morning, and maybe those students aren't plugged in on a Wednesday night. And so there is a level that our leadership would go, hey, we, the, these are the part of the numbers. That this is a wanting. disconnect. This is the. And, and I think we've got to be mindful of that. of are we are we doing the best that we can to serve care for run after the students that are a part of this church to help them get connected to grow to be able to minister to families and i i think that's part of the process as we talk about parent ministry that a lot of our senior leadership are concerned about is 
they they also need help caring for connecting being touch points for mom and dad to make all of this church to where we're not siloed to where it's like kid does their thing youth does their thing parents do their thing but we're mindful as a church staff of how do we care for the families that walk through these Mm -hmm. doors it's good Mm -hmm. um, and not just see them as single units we got to hang out for a day, spend some time together, uh, some closing thoughts, Sean, Tony, as we kind of wrap up for this today's episode, some things that maybe uh, for the room today here with our friends in Houston or for the podcast listeners, things that you're learning, thinking on, working through in this next kind of season of ministry. Uh, for me, small groups, small groups, small groups. Um, this season was, I, I can multiply my influence through the parent and um Ethan, Ethan and I were just talking about uh, small groups and just um, how I actually get to kill two birds with one stone because our parents are going to be our small group leaders. So okay, when I meet yeah. with when I meet with small small group leaders, I'm actually checking in with my parents yeah. at the same time. And so um, so I'm looking at that. That's my that's my uh, priority this yeah. year in, in this season is small groups and getting parents to lead them and then also getting high schoolers to lead middle schoolers Okay, um, so that that kind of transition that legacy never stops keep it passed down yeah that's keep good. it passed down that's good yeah i mean small groups for us um we're, we're looking at how we can uh just being here in houston and being a very kind of you know really scattered uh community yeah. of people trying to figure out how we can uh leverage the idea of being a, a regional church but also being a regional student ministry and so trying to leverage some digital aspects that we can do maybe with some small groups but one of the things that you know are to try to help get the pulse of the culture as we've been talking about today as well is looking at maybe doing um, some insight groups with parents get, okay. getting a group of parents together that just bounce ideas off as well as to hear from family um, just to, the student leadership team have the PLT that's right yeah and so <laughs> to have some parents going you know hey this is what you know this is the the anxiety or this is the stress or this is the struggle that we've been having and and either having that affirmed by their other parents and families to let us know of it as student ministry, but we can also then connect and maybe meet those needs as well as to throw out some ideas of some things that we're doing. And so hopefully getting some feedback from them, but also uh, in the process, gaining some real big cheerleaders of the student ministry uh, in areas that we maybe not get to touch as well. So trying to figure out how we can connect back to culture, but using that through parents and family. That's good. Love it. Any last thoughts? Predictions for the game? Rams. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I you know, put in your vote. <laughs> I, I, I want the Rams to win. OK, that's what I the want. room got quiet when you said that. Like, I feel like I some Bengals fans. Yeah. In the rooms that OK, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm well. OK, you can't be gonna, biased up here, bro. You gotta, all right. I'm going to I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it out. On, yeah. I'm going okay. to I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> some know this. So my undergraduate degree is from the University of Oklahoma. You're taking us back. I was there. We've only got a few minutes left in this episode. I'm sorry. I may get emotional, okay? <laughs> I was there during three lost national championships. Okay. One of those being to LSU. Oh. Mm. 
I was in New Orleans for that lost national championship. Oh, man. Wow. They're still a part of my heart. <laughs> they just want to see still, Joe lose. Because he's tied to LSU. And I've got, <laughs> there's just some deep-seated hey, Chad, I need, I need you to let that go, bro. Yeah, he's a $6 million to... man. Like he's, they go ahead and him. breathe. Those were my friends. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening. Tony, Sean, thank you guys so thank much. You. Thank you. We'll see you back next week for another episode. Uh, snap.